Trying to save your souls from damnation So if you down with the message Tune in every week It will lead you to the message that you seek Uh Everybody that's been supporting, welcome to the Real World Season Nine, Episode Fourteen. Back into the game. So we thank all of you that's been out there supporting everything that we've been doing so far. Shout to everyone that has helped us to get this far so far. I'm here with my partner and co-host. Introduce yourself. You know, it's me, Camille Hall. You know, brother from another mother. We out here in Brooklyn representing for the Kings. All right, all right, mm-hmm. all right. And we got two special new guests with us today. Introduce yourselves, gentlemen. Whoever comes first, you know. <laughs> Oh, you're on the screen. You gotta go first, I guess. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> Edward, oh God, it is. I can, I can see me in the background. <laughs> um, I need better lighting. Um, my name's Edward. I'm, a, I'm an author. I wrote Cancer Musical Theater and Other Chronic Illnesses, which is available at Barnes and Noble and about 40 other retailers online. Um, it is about my. Uh, it is a cancer. Um, how, I just rephrased this not too long ago. It's, yeah. um, it is a fantasy nonfiction about um, a fantasy nonfiction musical theater fever, fever dream about being a cancer patient and survivor. Okay, cool, cool, I cool. I want to hear about that. All right, and our other guest says, introduce yourself, sir. Yes, hi, my name is Amrit Singh. And I'm a Kundalini Yoga and Meditation teacher. I've been practicing this for 30 years now. And now I work as a life coach, and that's where my passion lies. And you're joining us from Mexico, right? That's correct. Yeah, I live in Mexico with my Mexican wife and my two children here in Valle de Bravo. Amen. All right, all right, all right. And Edward, where are you joining us from? New York guys, I'm up in Washington Heights. He didn't hear theaters. Oh man. wow! He should have known. He said theaters. He was wow. Like, <laughs> well, we from Brooklyn. Where else would I be? Yeah. <laughs> and we from Brooklyn, man. Yeah. And I'm right off the A train. Okay. Okay. Oh wow! Yeah. I used to work on one sixty, one hundred sixty fifth, by oh, Fort yeah. Washington. I used to work yeah, over there. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I used to live at 163 in Fort Washington like 12 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're neighbors at one point. No, I used to work <laughs> at that shelter, the big shelter on, by Fort Washington across the street from New York Presbyterian. Oh, oh yeah, like the, the, it's not the armory, is it? Yeah, it is the armory. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was just down there. That's my, that's my voting polls. That's my voting poll. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. Wow. All right. Um, so how do you pronounce the name? Armret? Armret? Sorry, we um, I'm Red. 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 
Yeah, you got it. I'm red. I'm red. Oh, we need oh. toast, man. Toast. Toast, toast, toast. toast. Oh, I already toasted. Oh, oh man. Right. One more toast, toast for the room. Isn't, isn't it bad luck to toast with water? Is that what we're doing? Nah, we, we, we accept all, all. We accept all. <laughs> we just took yeah, it I all. Stopped, uh, I stopped drinking a little bit ago, so I'm kind of like... We can talk about that. Good luck for you to toast with water. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Um, I've, been, I've been having an itch lately. I'm kind of like, should I go on Manhattan? Dang, I feel like a bad influence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's not you. It's it's the, it's the little bitch in my head. It's like, go have a Manhattan. You'll be fine. Mm, wow. I mean, you are in Manhattan. <laughs> Hello. Manhattan in Manhattan. <laughs> right. So, I'm Rhett. Um, you could say that yeah. you stick out the most to us within this conversation. So, tell us more about oh. what it is that you do. And your lifestyle because it's it very the different. The beard, the hat, the calm presence, the birds chirping in the background, everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been practicing yoga and meditation for 30 years now. And for me, it has replaced what it was before I started yoga and meditation, which was just... Uh, a shit ton of weed and <laughs> my brother that's what connected me with with my with my spiritual essence and I, was like, oh, I i solved the universe all i have to do is smoke more weed and i'll be more spiritual unfortunately that wasn't sustainable because i ended up being stoned too much. <laughs> Couple years straight. And nothing changed ever. Yes. It's always the same. I like and that so he that brought was, this that up. That was frustrating, you know, because I felt so spiritual inside with my weed smoking, but on the outside world nothing happened because I just sat around and ate candy and chips and watched TV, you know. Mm. So, I mean, honestly, that sounds like a great day off. It was so um, peaceful, yeah, right? Like, you know, it was a great five years off. I must admit. <laughs> <laughs> I was a but it was a little bit like, you know, I had that itch where I'm like, okay, that's it now? That's it for the next 40, 50, 60 years? <laughs> it's going to get boring, right? And I realized it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Because when I stopped and I started practicing meditation, I was able to go to the same depth of what I got from the drugs, but without the hangover, without the side effects, without the, the itch three hours later to do some more because the first one is wearing off. And so that was a big breakthrough for me because I actually ended up with more energy and more expansion in myself. Mm -hmm. I want to say that though, and put that in perspective as I'm not saying smoking weed is bad, you know, like, don't get me wrong, I, I actually think there is benefits in it. Balance. But I think the problem people have, especially with weed, is they're all overdose. Mm. And you feel that when you smoke and suddenly all you can do is sit and stare, right? And so that's, that's the overdose. Yeah. The right dose for smoking weed is that point which we almost don't feel it, but you feel higher than when you started. And that effect can really have a beneficial effect on your creativity, on your energy levels, on your expansion of your aura, on the stimulation of your chakras. Mm -hmm. And that can be really a profound, deep healing inside of you. Mm -hmm. But it's a little bit like with alcohol, you know, we talked about in the beginning, that 
that one sip of wine or that little bit in a cup of wine mm -hmm. can actually be beneficial for your health. Amen. And you drink two, three glasses a day, you're having a crutch. Yeah. And that crutch is alcohol because without the crutch, you can't operate. Mm. Life is about I mean, balance. It was never, it was never just one glass of wine. <laughs> it was like, it was like, okay, well, the bottle's open, so. <laughs> It gets stale if you don't drink it all, you know? <laughs> so, Edward. That's only, that's only red. <laughs> so, Edward, you said that you had stopped drinking. Did you battle with with alcohol addiction in the past, or did you just choose to wind down on the drinking? Well, I mean, you guys know, like, all New Yorkers are basically functioning alcoholics in the first place. Like, we run on that shit, you know? Every time you step, every time you step out the front door, it's like, what bar are we going to? Where, Where is the happy hour? Oh, let's just grab a drink. And it's, exactly. Especially on, every, <laughs> on every corner at every hour. Especially um, in Manhattan. Oh, girl, Manhattan, I can't even. But, like, yes. you know, it, it. I wouldn't say that it was a problem per, per se, because it didn't ever affect my life. Mm until it did and really like what came, what made me realize that truly was like shut down shut down really stepped on the gas with that mm. um you know prior to you know 2019 i was running myself ragged all over the place and i said to one of my best friends i was just like i i am scared i don't know how to stop like i am doing too much on the hamster wheel and i don't know how to get off and i'm afraid of what's going to happen and <laughs> Alcohol is just a small part of that. Right there. But when shutdown happened and we had nothing else to do and no one needed me, no one needed me to be anywhere, I didn't have to do anything, which was great, then it was like, well, how many bottles can I finish this week? And then it just started to become more and more of like a pastime thing to do because there wasn't anything else to do. You was pushing yourself, man. I get yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, then my doctor was like, bitch, you gotta stop. And so... The I do doctor like little, said it? I, yeah, yeah. I do, I do like little pockets. I'll do like 100 days here, 100 days there, and then I'll break it. Like I did 200 days last year, then I went to Europe for three weeks, and there was no way I was going to Paris without drinking. So of like, course. I think um, I've been to Europe, and I know they have you on the beers, and yeah, they're drinkers. They have you. Yeah. And one thing I thought was really weird about, like, drinking culture in Europe was that, like, you know how when any any bar that you go to here, you can walk in and be like, hey, I'll have a Negroni, or I'll have a Manhattan, or I'll have a Old Fashioned or something. Yeah. Old Fashioned is my drink. Yeah, man, but I mean, like, in, in Europe, London specifically, you can't go into any bar and order one. You have to go specifically to a cocktail bar. Because they don't just carry like like your regular run of the mill bar. If you I went in and I asked for a Manhattan and the bartender was like, No. They didn't know what it was. No, they do, but they oh. don't they won't make them. Oh. It's just it's just well drinks, beer and wine at like your regular bar. If you want a cocktail, you have to go to a cocktail bar. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. When the zoom if the zoom's mm. to cut off, you could just log back in with the same um with the same code mm. because we have the thirty minute intervals on the zoom. Yeah, we got commercials. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we're all here from diverse backgrounds, and we are on the show called The Real Word. So The Real Word um, was created in order for us to bring people from different backgrounds all together so we could speak about different things. And even us right now on this platform, we have different areas of expertise, but at the same time, we have a lot of things to share. So we spoke about reaching a point of enlightenment and finding peace within self 
um, where we don't have to rely upon substances and things of that nature. Um, so, Edward, what helped you find that peace? And then we're going to go to I'm I'm Rhett. I'm Rhett. I'm about the same subject. So I see you have some interesting art behind you. So does that have to do with your personality? Oh yes, speak, yeah, up, I mean, speak I about just, the book also, the theater. Or the, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I've always been, I'm, I grew up in an artsy house. Like, I grew up around music and art and all kinds of, you know, stuff like that. And and I, it was such a dichotomy because I also played football. So it was kind of like, what do I do with all of this information? What and, path? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Football, I can relate, man. I still yeah, I can't. I wasn't good at it. You know, oh. I, I was on the team. I was the left tackle because I took up space, and that's about all I got. Hey, everybody is needed on the field, man. <laughs> <laughs> everybody yeah. is needed. The left tackle, like, the most important to the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I, I, I did a lot as a kid. I, I had a, a lot of different interests and activities that I did, but I ended up just going with music and theater because that's what I knew best. You know, I, mm -hmm. that's been in my house since... I was a, a baby, so, you know, moving to New York to pursue those things just made sense right after high school, right? So I didn't go to college, and I was just like, deuces, I'm out, I'm going to go to the city. And I'm going to we'll work on my artistic we'll career, live. yeah. <laughs> right, so um, I was fortunate enough to be able to work as an actor for over a decade, and, um, you know, that's kind of where I was right at the a swoop up in my performing career right when cancer happened and so that was like a whole learning curve as well where it's like well um I you told him prostate cancer my father had no, no, I, lymphoma okay yeah, my father yeah. so, had passed from prostate cancer. yeah so it was it was kind of like a it, it was really just like the the rug getting ripped out from under you and not being able to have the life that you thought you were going to have and then, like, where I'm at now, 10 years cancer-free, looking back, just, like, I would so much rather have this version of my life than whatever I thought I was going to have back then. So, like, this is better. And I think with time, having a perspective of being someone who survived a rare cancer, like, being able to look at it and be like, you know what, this is better, instead of being angry about the life I didn't have, and being upset and bitter that, like, oh, I could have had this kind of career, like, I'm about to have a billboard in Times Square with my book for next month, like, next month. Impressed. And that never would have happened if I didn't have cancer or if I would have continued the career that I thought I was going to have, you know, back when I was a little bit. testimony, and right? And gratefulness. I hear that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly, it sounds so weird to say, but, like, cancer is the best thing that ever happened to me. My oh, father wow. said that, too. I'm not going to lie. He said that same thing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It slaps you around, and it really gives you a different kind of perspective. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, wow. Um, This is real. Life is real. And <laughs> gotta you guess, have to do it. Gotta, gotta, <laughs> you you gotta to be grateful for this life. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's real. I had a cousin that beat cancer. He went to Cornell University and became a mechanical engineer. Took his life more. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious. What did you do to change your life that drastically that you were able to make the change? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I wasn't a content star, because I certainly was beforehand. <laughs> you got content to see, Like, I mean, truly, I was, I, I just wasn't, I look back at some of the things that I would have said or done to people, um, 
and I just like I I just wasn't an agreeable person. I thought I knew everything, and I was kind of a jerk to people, and so that was one of the things that was kind of like oh, and then also watching watching my friends and family show up for me and be there for me it was kind of like this this moment of being just feeling deserving when I didn't yeah. feel deserving mm -hmm. um, and kind of trying to learn how to and I still I still am not good at this where you know the receiving part of it like I can give and give and give and that's no issue at all and I love doing it it's, it's part of my love language but like if someone tries to give to me or make me receive something that I would have to feel worthy of or deserve it of then I kind of have an issue. There's like a block where I'm like, okay, no, 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 have you been this way your entire life, or you? you no, I, I grew up a normal teenager in Germany. Mm. What is a normal and teenager in Germany? You played sports or? Walk a lot of weed and go partying oh, wow. six times a week. So that yeah, was that sounds fun. my life <laughs> in, the, in the day. Yeah. Um, and then at some point I was just kind of, you know, this is this getting too much. And when the harder drugs got introduced and other people were getting into that and I felt myself being swept in that direction very quickly. I was like, if I don't get out of this now, I'm, I'm gonna in trouble. You know, be, be the one leading the pack. And so I, I just jumped and I got on a plane, flew to India and started working at an international boarding school there and ended up living there for 20 years. Wow. Interesting. Drastic change. So, so you're originally from, from Germany you started working in India, and now you live in Mexico. Correct, yeah. <laughs> guy is a, he, he makes change when he needs to make change. So Met, what do you feel... the world, guys. <laughs> so, so what do you feel like the biggest change came in your life, Amret? The biggest change yet... Oh my God, it's, it's a lot, you know, I'm almost 50. That's a, that's a lot of change which happened over the years. I think for me personally, it was probably when my first child was born. Because that kind of changed the view of the world and my priorities and then, you know, where, why I do what I do. And I relate. It's funny because it's, it sounds so generic. You know? No, no, no. I, re I, re like, I relate. I relate. It's the truth. Yes. I, I've just yeah, it's had just kind of like it, it got me to grow up. And I think that that was a big one, yeah. you know, because I think for all of us guys more than the late 80s, it's really a challenge to grow up because we do not have these initiation rituals, you know, like for mm. young women, they, they get that initiation and they realize, oh my God. I, I can have a baby inside of me. Yeah, they know that they get the plan, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's real. For yeah. us being 18, 19, I mean, we're all just a bunch of dickheads. <laughs> 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 Amen to that. So, you know, it takes, it takes years. For me, it was in my 30s when I had my daughter and I really changed it for me. Mm. I know what I might be like. I might grow the beard out like them. I just had my daughter. I'm 31. So tell us about the beard and the hat. Like, 
Well, they had this, it's a turban. I don't know if you can see it. Like, look, it has like this wrap. And looks oh, like it's a wrap. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay so yeah, yeah. yeah. And the turban is kind of like a traditional thing in many cultures. Mm -hmm. You know, people in, in the Islamic cultures where... Oh, man. It's getting spicy. We're, we're finding out all this information. It's the CIA. They're like... Speaking of CIA, I'm you know I'm, I'm hitting up AJ. He says he's about to join. Happy done talking with his co-worker. Mm -hmm. Well, we still live. Uh, me back. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to admit everyone at once. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to get everyone in at one time. Yes, we might have. Yes. Oops. Edward is um the the looking for Edward. There we go. There's Edward. There's Edward. Okay. Right. So we're good. We're sorry about. Okay. That. Sorry about that. We're back in action. We're gonna take care of that one perfect, day. Perfect. Oh yeah. We need sponsors. That way, if you have sponsors, we won't have to do the student version of Zoom anymore. There you go. Yeah. Get some sponsors. I like that. Yeah, man. Up and coming. Yeah, so you were talking about the turban, right? Yeah, so yeah, it was a, just giving a little bit of background on so many cultures that have been wearing the turbans for hundreds and thousands of years. I mean, in Africa, so many cultures where people wear turbans. And when in every culture where they don't wear turbans, you can see that they have some sort of hat going on, a crown. Yes, what is, oh, is it for, is it a symbol of being a crown, like a king, or what is it? Is it is, it, honestly, it is. it is, and that's just one aspect of the many aspects the turban represents, is the symbolic aspect, right? Mm. So it's, it's the symbolic aspect of the crown as a reminder that we all are ultimately royal and we can carry ourselves in this very royal way because i don't know how much you guys know about the chakras and some stuff i talked about earlier mm -hmm. but we have these different chakras for our body and the, the one which sits chakras, right on top yes. of our head mm -hmm. yeah what? The, se the seven chakras if i'm right that's the seven chakras and that on top of your head is number seven mm -hmm. it's actually called the crown chakra mm -hmm. because what it does it, it connects you to the infinite source energy upwards, you know, where we're all connected and people have been calling that God or creation, mm -hmm. universe or say it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's, it's the same thing. All of yes. it, right? yeah. So what the turban does, the same way what every crown does, which every king was wearing or every queen, it's a, it's a reminder of your own internal royalty and it's a reminder to be connected to the, you know, ethereal source energy which comes I, I like that you bring that up because we were just talking about that in the car about that connection to you got to stay connected to the royalty of the ancient times of being back in the days of um we kind of without even much information even a child knows what a king and queen is yeah, yeah. if you tell a, they also know how to behave kingly yes i was saying which the same is very thing cool. Without, Doesn't mean being a dick, right? Or making other people do shit. Yeah, like if you told her to be taking a, leadership and taking responsibility for a bigger community yes. or some constituency which you are in charge of, and if you fuck up, 
Yeah. They all die and stuff. Too yes, it, it gives them their responsibility. <laughs> Some responsibility. Yes, yes. Wow. <laughs> and we just spoke about this today. Though. I was like, you know, you could tell a child, be a, are you acting like a good princess right now or a good, ki- a good prince? Mm. And instantly the child, without no knowledge of it, just have an idea of, I need to stand up tall. Or they treat themselves differently. They present themselves differently just off of the knowledge, just the word. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you, okay, so here's the question. Do you wear the turban and do you wear your beard that length because you're Muslim or because you follow certain religion or do you wear it for another reason? Well, it's a good question. Um, I wore it for probably 20 years because I, I identified very closely as a Sikh okay. from the Sikh religion. Mm-hmm. You guys know those guys who drive the taxis. Right, with the big turbans and the beard. Yeah, they but, they do a lot of architect around here. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they'll do the front of your house, like the fences and stuff. Mm. Oh yeah. And they pour well, a lot of cement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so for me I, I identified as a Sikh for many, many years. And then just recently with moving to Mexico, you know, living in India being a Sikh is, is very normal. It's like mm-hmm. living in New York being a Sikh or in the UK or something mm-hmm. where there's Sikhs everywhere. Yeah. But here in Mexico, people don't know what a Sikh is. Mm-hmm. No, they, they don't know the difference between a Sikh and a Muslim and a Hindu, and for them it's all just Osama bin Laden, right? <laughs> so I, I really realize... Not gonna lie, you kind of look like bin Laden, right? <laughs> no, no, it's not the first time I heard this. You don't scare New York right now. <laughs> so for me, it has become this thing where I'm saying like okay you know I'm just wearing this thing because I want to follow some religious codes or am I really wearing this because I truly want to identify in my spirituality like that and so I realized like shit I, I just like wearing the term I like having long hair and I don't know if any of you guys have ever tried having long hair in your life I'm bald so <laughs> I had my afro as a your last face, it feels it's in your good mouth, the wind blows you don't see anything it, it's shit <laughs> I love having Listen, long hair as a human who has had two hair transplants after losing all of my hair to cancer I would murder someone for a good head of long hair. <laughs> oh, oh, that I believe. I would in, probably do In my face or not. Like, let me, <laughs> give me that Brock O'Hearn hair that I want it. Jeez, I let my hair grow back. <laughs> yeah, I want some hair too. <laughs> He's like, I want some hair. Damn it. <laughs> Don't blind the screen. <laughs> so, this is how it goes for me. You know, I really found that the turban really helped me to be able to wear my hair long. Mm. Because, yeah, it just, it really, it works. Yes. Tuck it nicely and a very practical thing. So that's the second meaning of the term. Mm-hmm. And then there's the third one too. I don't know if you guys want to go into that as getting boring or not. No, no, no. Listen, go, on. We, go ahead. It's knowledge. People need to. All right. Know. No more knowledge. Yeah. It's the real so word. What the, the turban does, it, it realigns those cranial bones, right? We, are, we all, like when you see the, the skull of a baby, all these bones are uh, still movable. So you get older, they're kind of fused together. Mm. So what it does, it it creates a pressure on the side of the head, which ends up elongating the head. And that mm. elongation, it's very minimal, but it creates more space in your sixth chakra, which actually sits right here between the eyebrows and creates more space for the 
hypothalamus, the pituitary, the pineal gland, all those super important glands which sit right there. And it's a little bit like, I mean, you guys seen Lord of the Rings, right? Mm. So it's that elves and all those really high level magical beings have those long elevated heads, you know, similar with the aliens. Mm. And then you see those, those ogres and everybody who just like, goes sort of, oh, I'll, I'll hit with my club on the head. They're the ones with the round head. Yeah, you so don't see the ogres roundness of the head compresses. What are you trying to say about me? And they, you know, <laughs> I was going to say, Edward, I mean... Okay, I want to hear what are you saying? I said, uh, what are you trying to say about me? I was going to say, Edward, I mean, now we know why <laughs> you was a jerk. The turban. <laughs> we got to get Edward a turban, man. You'll be less of a jerk. If you would have caught me about 12 years ago, I might have said yes. <laughs> I'm not about to appropriate any of that. <laughs> so, Edward, are you religious or did you grow up religious or no? Um, I grew up Catholic. I don't know if we would call that religious. But, uh, <laughs> Shout to the Catholics. <laughs> no. No? <laughs> He's like, nah, take that no back. Shout, no shouts to them. Um, I don't really, I don't have, um, I think where my standpoint with that is is just kind of like, obviously like spirituality or any kind of like pointing to a higher being of some form like cool but the organized religion of it all to me is just like the absolute reason why the entire world is a dumpster fire so <laughs> politics of, i mean what that's why we have separation of and when that fails to happen that's what that's why we get to the place where we're at um yeah. so like the organized like the organized title of it all, I'm not here for. But like, if you want to have, have the things and do the things, then like, by all means, yeah. do it. I certainly believe that there is a higher power of some kind, but I'm not going to put a name to it. I'm not going to put a denominational title to it because I just don't. I don't think everyone's entitled to their own. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you just got how some sort of spiritual practice which you do for yourself to connect with that. Yes. Mm. Well, it used to be bourbon. Um, and then I stopped that. <laughs> oh, we got one more. We got one more brother in this house, man. Maybe, yeah. So now, so for me now, it's um, I I do like binaural sounds and like I fall asleep to that and I'm just kind of like very centered in that way. Yeah, super cool. Yes. So my brother just love, joined us like, with with a music with a music background. There's probably no surprise to you that I really love the vibrational, like hurts toning ideas the spiritual feeling yeah well it's music is such an easy way to connect with spirituality and luckily none of the regions (laughs) took that up (laughs) (laughs) well and not even not even just um music but vibration and sound in general that's a deeper deeper way of saying or really sound and music is just such a great tool to to hear sound vibration yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so my brother just joined us too. Shout out to AJ, AJ on the line. Who is also an artist. Yes. Hey, what's hey, up, y'all? What's good? How's everybody doing? Welcome good. to the How party. Chillin', chillin', chillin'. Let's see, where do we, where do we recap? <laughs> Get fill them in. Well, let's talk about more about what you guys do. Because I know, Edward, you have a book and you provide um, services, right? Life coaching, I believe. And so does... Emret, but oh, do you guys? I don't actually. Oh, sorry. So I'm off. So maybe it's no, not. I'm the life coach. Okay. I, 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 <laughs> okay sorry. I can focus on this book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do a lot of things, um, but my book is my main, my main driver right now. Mm-hmm. 
I also saw that you do social media marketing too, or you do marketing. Yeah, I work in um, I work in like the online space with uh, marketing and sales, which always, of course, ties into social media. And you know, it's it's a thing I've been doing like on and off for like the last probably ten to twelve years. But I've really only kind of buckled down and started focusing on it within the last year. Mm. year so, and a half. so do you apply those skills that you obtain through marketing to marketing your book? Oh yeah. Of course. Such as, well, what are some That's why it's on Times Square next month on the billboard. Yeah, you're going to see him on the billboards, yeah. man. Yeah. They're trying to be 55 feet high. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you, you got to take a selfie right where you're supposed to Oh, there's going to be a camera crew from yes. coming. I might break my sobriety with some champagne. I'm just like, yeah. it, it's this really funny, it, I kind of articulated this the other day with some friends. It was like, as a teenager, when we would come to the city as a family to see shows on Broadway, mm. I just had like this fantasy of like being on one of the billboards because I was starring in one of the shows. And that never happened, but I still get the billboard anyway because of something that I created. <laughs> and so that's, like, yeah. that's so amazing. Congratulations. That feels, thank you. That you feels should feel better proud. Because yes. it's something that I did instead of something I'm a part of. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely something to be proud of. So tell the people more about your book and where they can find it at. You can find it on Barnes & Noble and Walmart.com and Apple Books. And pretty soon the Drama Bookshop in New York City is going to be carrying it, which is really exciting for me because it's... Represent. Brick and, brick and mortar, and obviously as a theater person, like that means a lot to me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just had my article, um, my interview with Authority Magazine just dropped today, which I had no idea when that was coming out. Okay, we're going to look for that. I was like, oh, hey. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of everywhere right now. The podcast situation thing right now, this is like my digital book tour in a sense. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm not about to haul my ass all over the country to like show up at bookshops and be like, hi, maybe. Yeah, um, you're modern. <laughs> this is, well, it's it's modern. It has a bigger reach and it's a lot more fun yeah. to like sit at home than in a hotel room and having to like show up somewhere and hope people show up. Yeah, yeah. respect. So, what made you want to come on the real word then? I, you know what, it's, we've been talking for a while, guys. I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) That water is hidden. (laughs) You've been wasted on the H2O. Um, You guys have been on my calendar for a little bit, so I I honestly don't remember. (laughs) I think part of it was because I was like, oh, New Yorkers, great. Yeah, Yeah, facts. Respect. Emirates, so... Tell the tell people about your services that you provide and the things that you do, because I know you do um life coaching, right? You on mute? You on mute, my guy? Hit the mute button. The mute button. I hit it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the church was ringing the bell in the background and uh, lighting fireworks, so that's why I muted myself. That's how the church celebrates here in Mexico. Oh, Not the church on a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it, it's for a good reason. I asked, why the fuck do we have fireworks at five in the morning all the way till two a.m.? Yeah. And they are like, oh, it's to scare the bad spirits away. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. Burn the fireworks. I want the bad. Spirits at that away. point, there ain't nothing else to say. <laughs> Disney made a whole so movie about it. Disney made a whole movie because they're very serious about lighting fireworks at the church. Mm. I'm all in. 
Um, what was your question? Oh, the life coaching. I yes, the life say, coaching. Most people probably don't know exactly what life coaching is. We don't. So the way I would explain it is, it's a little bit like a football coach, uh -oh. or you know, an acting coach, or a singing coach. You just force someone's life. You know, yeah, when you go to, to an acting coach and you say, I want to be an actor, I want to be successful, I want to get better, that coach will work with you and guide you to, to kind of coax out what's already there, right? And allow you to grow. And so it's the same for a life coach. The people who come to me, come to me with ideas and dreams and you know that, for example, someone wants to build a business and is super excited about it, but sees all the challenge and is nervous and doesn't know if they can do it. And so my job as a coach is to show up for them and with them to support them in their process. You know, to get them like all laid up and they're like, oh yeah, I can sit on the computer and write stuff. And then when it starts dropping down again, and we have our next session and we talk about it and say like, okay, what, what do you need? What do you need to show up for yourself for another two weeks? And we talk about that and then I walk away again, highly motivated to put in their wraps, right? It's the same like when you have uh, your football coach, you're still gonna have to do running and do push-ups so you can work on yourself. But when you have that motivation to do it and you know why you're doing it, it's much easier and much more fun and much more sustainable. Mm. And more mental health. So how do you market this to people? Like, what do you base it upon? Like, okay, if I were to come, if you were to come to me and offer me your services, what would you provide me that would be different from other life coaches? Oh, what I would do with you if you would come to me and say like, hey, I'll, I want to make a change in my life and I know I tried many times by myself, it's not sustainable, so I want to bring in an expert to guide me through the process. What I would do with you is see how serious you are about it. You know, we would do a session together and we would talk about your motivations and why you want to do it and where it really ties back down. And many people come to the point where they're like, yeah, yeah, I want to do all this and my motivation is to make a million dollars because I like money. And then that's really not it, right? Mm. But if you can come to the point where you're connecting with your essence and with your heart and with the point where you're saying, I want to write a book about cancer because that's what expands me. That's what, where my path is. This is where my passion is. At. And I know I have to get this done, but I keep tripping myself up in the process and I need an ally to get through this because I know I have to get this book done. Yeah. That's the right point to get yourself a life coach and, you know, really mm -hmm. create some accountability in your life. Mm. I say our community need that. So, <laughs> so what you think about that, AJ, about the life coaching? Mm -hmm. Muted. You on mute. You gotta hit the mute button, hit the button. No, no, I know it's on mute, but when I expanded it, it just disappeared. Nah, I feel like it's, a, it's, 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 it's definitely good for a lot of people to need some type of guidance. I was actually thinking about getting into that, but maybe in a different way, because, you know, there's other ways to do it, like mentoring and things like that. Um, if you would have just, you know, they just a little lost, they get a little guidance on the road that they're on, or they just need better ways to cope with, like, you know, the anxiety and you know, whatever things they got, or ways to handle things in their life. So, like, which is pretty beneficial when it comes to stuff like that. Or if it's like I got a mentor or 
or, or, or somebody that could provide that type of guidance or wisdom. So that's, that's, a, that's a pretty cool service. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing because to have a mentor in your life is amazing. Unfortunately, what happens with the mentors we have had in our life, and mm. I'm sure it's the same for all of you as it's for me, mm. is it's kind of a temporary thing. It's kind of people who just take a liking or have some, you know, the idea of father or an uncle or grandpa or someone. Just in the who, moment, you know, they don't do it as a no. job, yeah. No, and the thing is when you hire a life coach and you have your session on the calendar, mm. like, you know your life coach is going to show up for you. Yeah. It's not this energy imbalance where you have to call up your uncle yeah. for the 15th time in the last three months and saying like, hey, I need an hour of your time. And he goes like, yes. shit. I could be sitting with my family right now, but I'm on the phone with That's my a major kid. thing, so man. That's a major it, it's, thing. It's this, you know, I found when people pay me and they made this commitment to themselves <laughs> by saying, I'm going into this process and I'm paying you up front for it. No, that's they real. They make it serious. That's they will real. show up. And guess what? I take it serious too and I show up too. Yes, mm. and that's so it's, real. it's super powerful for people. That's like the brother Allen in the sense of um, being a gym trainer. When people pay, they feel more committed to themselves. Like, mind you, he oh, can do it for free. Who's yeah. the gym trainer? Um, no, we have a friend. No, no, no. Oh. Well, I mean, he works out too, but um, we have a friend who is a gym trainer. And since people pay, they are more committed than when he was just offering the free service, you know. Does he still have some people who train with him for free? Um, not as many. Ask him next time how well those guys are performing and how much their progress has been. Because that's really what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. The second I offer my service for free, mm -hmm. those are the clients who don't get much from the work with me. Mm -hmm. And the ones who pay full price are the ones who are jumping leaps and bounds ahead. So that is, that is a similar space to which I work in as well, where you see people who are trying to get all the things for free and expect their expect to like blow their business up or make a million dollars or whatever. And it's the ones who put the most money and the most time and accountability into it. Uh, you know, and in, in the space that I work in, it's like money is energy and you put that forward and to get it back. And mm -hmm. like, yeah. so the people that put five, ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars into a program or a coach or something like that to build their business back up and make more money are the ones who actually get it done when they sit down and do the things and hold themselves accountable and show up for themselves. Money creates commitment. And really like I'm I'm kind of a walking example of this too, where like I got my book published and then I was like shit I should hire a publicist and so I spent the money on the publicist and all the other things that went along with having this book could do the things and get where I wanted it to go and here we are in billboard land and it, it really is just like that the the accountability and the focus of what you want and going to get it that I think people who seek out free whatever aren't going to have because it's not the same kind of attention dedication yeah Versus if you have paid tens of thousands of dollars for something like you are paying attention to that. Yeah. Or you are not paying attention. And <laughs> yeah. it's a spiritual concept. That's what I love about that too. Mm. You know, money and success and the way that flows in money and energy is, that's, that's spirituality for me. Yeah. So, <laughs> Speaking of money with the women. Oh, yeah. So earlier we were having a conversation, right, about how with women there's a big transference of energy. Um, either when it comes the, to compensation. Yeah, when it comes to compensation, you know, um, um, we do the physical exchange of energy where, you know, during sex or during love, spending out 
spend our time, they consume our time, and also like um, <laughs> the currency, like you know, the actual currency that we spend time in physicality. That, to that gives them the commitment to be committed <laughs> in a strange way. Yes, but it's also like it drains us in a way. Literally. Literally. <laughs> So, we talked about energy during this time. Like, what do you guys think about that? The the exchange in currency with your mate, and how is it affecting us? Yes. Well, I think I think the way that you're looking at it is kind of tit for tat, and that's not what it's about. Mm. Um, there's a reciprocity that needs to happen with energy, of course. Like, when you put it out, you would like to get it back. But it's putting it out without the expectation of getting it back. Mm. It's doing it for the sake of doing it and not doing it to get something. Because when you get into that territory, then you then that's a totally different. Kind of well, thing. is that fair? What is it fair? It doesn't matter if it's fair. It's true. It's true with all things in life, whether you're talking about relationships or otherwise. A hundred percent agree. Mm-hmm. Like I, I will, I will quote a musical on Broadway right now, as is true for form for me. It's called Shucked. It's hilarious. Go watch it. But Alex Newell is in it, and someone says to her, life isn't fair, and she goes, of course life isn't fair. If life, if life were fair, mosquitoes would suck fat, not blood. <laughs> wow. That would be a nice exchange. <laughs> yeah, so, like, it, it's not about the fairness. It doesn't matter what the fairness is. It's the intention of how, you, how and why you're putting your energy forward. So if you're putting your energy forward into a partner or a relationship with the expectation that you are going to get the same back, Mm-hmm. And you're already doomed. Ooh, you need okay. to do it for about the that self- earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't expect do it, it the back. Selflessness, yeah. The selflessness and the act of doing it in the first place. It's almost like will Superman. It, will it come back? Yes, that is how energy works. But if it's misdirected... Mm-hmm. Expectation. Then the, then the energy you're going to get back is misdirected. Yes, we got to have this on repeat for the young bloods out mm. there. Yes. <laughs> We gotta have this highlighted on repeat. And right, you've been married for a very long time, right? So, tell I us about been, yeah, twelve I mean, years now. So, tell us about from your point of view. Like, do you agree with Edward? Is it an un, an unfair exchange of energy? I agree hundred percent with Edward. I think it was super spiritual the way he explained it and super clear. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you from my experience of having been in a monogamous relationship for twenty years. It is super challenging. It, <laughs> the, the, you know how my teacher put it, he said marriage is the highest form of yoga because it hmm. will challenge you at such a personal level that you can't hide from that other person which becomes so close of your mirror. It's much easier when it's someone you just met or you've been with for a couple of months. And you don't got to reveal everything. Yeah. Mind, you'll go over there, you know, I don't have to look so closely. But when you share life with another human being that close, you will all see all your bullshit reflected in them right back in your face. <laughs> really uncomfortable because you know, even though you tell them they should just change and for you to feel better, they apparently don't get it. They don't want to change. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's real. And it's the same the other way around. Imagine your wife's telling you guys to change and you're going like, I'm not changing. You can yeah. pretend, that's not how it goes. Right? I am who so I it's am. It's a self-reflection tool. Um, for me, that's what marriage is like. And you can blame it on the other one and say like, oh yeah, yeah, because of this, you know, this relationship didn't work. But ultimately, if you have someone who, you know, treats you well and 
sticks to the agreements you guys made together, then then that's a person to to stick with because you switch to the next partner. Guess what? Gonna get the same story on repeat and be like, why is it that all the people who come to me do the same things? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's not going Yes. Me and Kamel spoke about this on our way home, right? We spoke marriage, about marriage. Um, marriage and we spoke about the transference of energy. And we spoke about how by the time you meet someone for marriage, they're already stuck in their ways. They're, they are who they're going to be. And it's either we accept them the way that they are and we live the, we with, live them. with them that way. <laughs> yeah, we'll and Well, I think or, you're looking at this as a very all or nothing kind of thing. People no, no, no. I'm not saying all or nothing. Let me finish. People are always in constantly changing. So to assume to so to go into something thinking that that person is stuck in their ways and you either have to adapt to them or or you're stuck. Mm. Then it it's kind of like like that's not real. Like people, you're not. So you don't believe in the um can't teach an old dog new tricks. (laughs) Not really. I mean, unless you're unless you are purposefully putting a wall up that's saying I do not want to learn anymore. I am done. Then like you're not the same person you were last year or five years ago or ten years ago. We are constantly growing. Your brain is still growing and learning. So coming into a relationship and saying, oh, this person is stuck in their ways. First of all, you're not giving them enough credit. And you're kind of already cutting off your nose to spite your face. Like, why would you? Why would you go into a job thinking? Like, go to going to a job interview thinking you're not getting the job. Mm-hmm. Why would you even show up then? Mm-hmm. But I would. Okay, let's get let's get it, let's get it interesting. Let's, no, like, let's stick to both analogies, right? I would say that you and I was talking about it. By the age of fourteen, fifteen. You're basically developed your personality, who you are, and you have your character habits. traits you and the people. Absolutely not true. Your brain doesn't stop developing until you're 25. Okay. So between, Though, between the ages of Okay, 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 okay. Edward, Edward, Edward. Still learn. Edward, I'll let you finish. So you got to let me finish because you're cutting me off every single time yeah, I'm going. New York moment. So <laughs> that's fine. Like, we're going to respect our differences, but we're going to let each other talk. So, <laughs> though, yes, as you continue to grow in age and with wisdom and experiences, you're going to obtain additional memories, aspects, skills, and things Girl. that are going to shape you. But at the same time, you're still going to have that foundation that you have created throughout your life that you're still going to continue to carry with you. Mm-hmm. We're not going to say that someone is not going to change, but they're still going to have old habits. Human beings in general are creatures of habit, I would say. So though they are going to learn new things, that's like, okay, you use the job analogy. I'm going to go to a job interview knowing whether or not I'm not going to get the job. But let's just say someone goes into a job interview for an executive and they're in the junior level. They're going to know that they're not going to get their job, but they're going to show anyways. But that's like someone going into college for the first time, even if they go out of state or they go to in-state. They're going to feel like, okay, I'm going to come in with my principles, whether it's religion, the neighborhood I grew up with, whether whether I'm part of a club, whether I'm going to join a new club that's going to change the way I think, or whether I'm going to obtain a degree or a new state of knowledge that's going to change me. So I'm still going to keep my principle. Like, I know who I was before I got here. Whether or not I I change some things about me, I'm going going to still be me. Like me, for an example. Like, I went to school in Brooklyn, but at the same time, afterwards, I went to school at Fordham. Like... Yeah, the people in Fordham is very different from the people from City Tech, but I'm still the same me. You understand? So, like, that's how I see it. Though you might see a different Edward, I'm just saying from my point of view. No, of course. And I, and I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's kind of hard to hear you guys sometimes. But, um, like, 
what the point that I'm trying to make is that like we we always one hundred percent of the time choose what we learn, what we change, how we maneuver. And being stuck in your ways is just choosing to be stuck in your ways. You know, yeah. and, and that's an identity piece that you kind of adhere yourself to. And yes, there are a lot of factors that go into that. But if you decide one day that you no longer want to wear the color red, you don't have to wear the color red anymore. You, you said give them the benefit of the doubt, right? Right. Like, yeah. And coming into it from a place, you know, like the example of you going into a job for an executive when you're at a junior level. Mm. What if that executive really likes you and thinks that you're ambitious and likes what you have to bring to the table? If you never go to that job, you're never going to know. I see. So, like, well, I dealt with that in real life last week, right? Things, it was, I mean, totally. Like, listen, mus- musical theater and auditioning for things, if, mm. you, if you tell yourself before you get there, I'm not going to go, they're never going to give me the job. You already failed. You are not going to get the job because you're, you've already decided. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, right? There you go. Mm. Well, it was a girl that came in to interview with me last week for case management supervisor, and she was, was just she hired. Cute? Yeah, she was cute. But <laughs> she had just got the case management position six months ago. And I'm like, you, you barely know step one. How are you going to be able to be a supervisor of those that you only got six months experience to do? She was ready to get promoted again. She, she, she was ready for that job. And I said no. Mm-hmm. I, I said Honest no. Opinion. Yeah, she wasn't ready. Like, she was ambitious. And she thought maybe pretty privileged could have pushed her to <laughs> the next level. But it didn't work. It did not work. Because we were looking for someone that fit that standard and fit that mold. Regardless if she felt like she was ready, like as the hiring manager that held that responsibility, I felt like she wasn't and I had to make that decision. Well, I'm going to take from this that um, don't focus too much on the other side. I, I get what Edward is saying. I, I, I already told you, I get what you're saying too. But I, I take from this, don't focus too much on the other side in terms of more about reasoning for what you're doing it for like why you're even with this person don't worry too much about what they're doing you can't really control if they grow or not whether they are growing or whether they're not you never know it's like that you know kind of you just don't know but you would want them to of course yeah, that's a beautiful thing yeah. um because that's taking responsibility for your half of the relationship. Mm-hmm. This is something which got me to be 20 years in, in a relationship is where I get to choose every single day again to be in relationship and be with this woman who's my wife. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be with her. I can like pack my bags and be off to Germany and do my own thing. Yeah. I choose to be here because that's what I want. And guess what? Who holds a hundred percent responsibility for that choice every day? Mm, you Only do. Yeah. Not her. When when she crosses my imaginary line, where I say, "Okay, this is my line, and this is where it's over," then it's also my responsibility because ultimately, I need to choose to either leave, or I need to choose to stay. Mm, yeah. Or I can choose to be a chicken and just go like, eh, well, I just want my partner to change. Yeah, so right. And she cheats on me and she spends all my money and blah, 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 blah. Right? Yeah. So for me, I need to make the choice. And so that's where it gets interesting. So Somebody putting gunshots in the back. They boop, shoot boop, 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 boop. So, so let me ask you a question, Emret. Within hey, those 20... Sorry, before you ask, mm-hmm. I need to be off in... Five minutes. We are. As I we are closing. Yes. We, yeah, we're gonna close in five minutes. Five minutes, eighteen seconds exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, the 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 question I have for you: Within those twenty years, did you or her ever 
think about leaving? Um, daily. <laughs> He's honest. <laughs> He's honest. It's, it, it's that hard. Yeah, of course. I mean, we run into each other all the. I don't know what goes on in her head. I think she's probably a little bit you know, less intense about yes. me, but for me, like it's been one of my standard responses since I'm little in many relationships before this one. You know, shit doesn't go the way I want it, I, I run. And so <laughs> I, I got with this woman who is actually, she also chose to stay for 20 years every True. single day. Right? True. She got ran. True. But so this is where we are. This is what we have together. And hopefully that lasts for another 20 years. And maybe it only lasts for another two days. Mm. But for today, that's the choice we are both making. Amen. And it's super powerful. That's mm. powerful. That's enough. So yeah. about you, AJ, I see you in and out. Are you there now? Do you have anything to comment on this or no? Mm-hmm. Relationship. You talking to me? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say, like, I've dealt with a situation like that where, like, where you can, especially from life experience, where you it makes you, makes you jaded, right? When you start thinking, like, man, some people don't change. Some people are just stuck in their in their ways. And then you start, start to learn that people use that as they like kind of protect themselves, keep their guard up in ways, like, cause they cause they probably come up like 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 you said, we already they already have a certain view of it could be men, it could be black people, white people, whatever, whatever. They have their prejudices, and so they already got that set. So now they don't even get things a chance to succeed. So that's you know when you would say hey things already failed before start that's probably what we experience when we run into people that, that you feel like hey they like you they said jaded because they already yeah. got that guard up of like yeah why why am i even going to do this blah blah because i already know what's going to happen you know just because of basically maybe what they've been through before and it's crazy because some people they'll feel that way oh this is already going to be doomed but deep down inside, they want to be like that person they were back in the day, where like they feel like, oh yeah, you know, where they I had believe hope. In, I believe in, yeah. I believe in things. Yeah. So it's like it's like they got two, 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 two things battling internally. They want they, and, and that's and that's where these toxic things come from, because like they they want to be together, but they don't want to be together. You know, it's, they 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 want, they want they want to try, but they don't want to. They want to completely try because like it's almost like the lottery, like you don't want to gamble it. They want to put in something and mm-hmm. lose something and or get hurt or whatever. They don't and that's always something like you know. That's what dating is. That's what relations are. It's like you have to take that chance, that opportunity. You have to put yourself out there. Yeah, you might get hurt, but what if you don't? You know, and, and, and for people that just a little too scary for them. So they might, they might just do the whole like, hey, if I'm catching feelings, I'm just going to fall back. Well, let me just put myself first in everything I do. That way, if it don't work out, I can't say this. Or let me not spend this type of money on you or energy because... And if you go do this, then I can know that at least at least. Speaking of money, we was talking about that. Yeah, got to put the money in. Got to commit. (laughs) Yes, that's okay too. That's the beautiful thing of the whole game. There is no right or wrong answers here. (laughs) Just choose to live your life like that. But you can't walk around complaining that everybody else is so mean and you don't have real lasting. Yeah. Right, right, and it's 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 ridiculous because you know, like you mean they they want a bigger commitment from you than. (laughs) <laughs> what they want to give themselves and that's when that's when things get starts to get thrown off it's like okay you can't ask more from others than what you really give yourself like you want to give exactly what you're asking for i can understand that you know like 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 you're not you, you're not demanding more than what you want to put out but when people demanding more than what they want to put out then that's when the the the, the balance all out of whack and your yeah. chakras is all thrown off and like, <laughs> or something but but they said it, it is uneven <laughs> exchange of energy according to 
and Red and Edward. You guys said it's uneven, and AJ Cena. But he's saying this that way when it's genuine. Like, if you that type of person that's like, you're not expecting something back, but a lot of people. Are expected to send back. Let's be real. Like, like humans, like a lot of people are, are on some "what's in it for me" type of mentality. The majority like, oh, well, of these, yeah. I'm expecting this in return. Like, if a girl's going through something for you, she expecting a ring at the end of the day. Like, like we all we already know. Oh, the dude's doing something, he expecting something at the end of the day as well. Like, everybody expecting something. Like, it's, it's it's pretty rare for somebody just like I'm gonna do this and do this, that and that, and put myself out there with you. And I'm not gonna expect nothing, no matter the way you talk to me or treat me or look at me. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's, it's very that's very hard to find. I'm, I'm not saying it's impossible or not. I think that's very hard. Most people are really like, okay, but if I do this, and I because people, I, I know me, I live by the code of treat people how you want to be treated. So if I so if I treat you, you know, genuine, nice, whatever, I, I do expect to be treated that way back. If you don't, then it, it, it's not like I'm gonna be mad about it. But I just know that I'm not gonna waste my energy on that relationship. You feel me? I'm gonna I'm gonna go where that energy. It's reciprocated. Just finish that word, fam. <laughs> yeah, man. Just close the word, man. Closing thoughts. We got to close up, right? Yeah, facts. We do got to close up. We got that time. Yeah. But this is the last one. I knew it got to... Once we talk about relationships, you know, that's like an episode by itself. Ah! <laughs> it, that's an episode by itself once we start talking about relationships, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It cut off for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Y'all kick me out? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Nah, we got the studio account, so it's only every 30 minutes. Yeah. After every 30 yeah, minutes, yeah, it cut yeah, off. Yeah, you got to yeah, come back to it. I was testing my free box saying, like, yeah, like, I'll just go to where that's more appreciated. And, yeah. that, and that's, and that's a, a form of self-preservation as well, because you never know, like, all that and that negative energy could start changing the pureness of what you are as well. Like, you know, so it, it is good to be, just be where, like, that positive energy is, where that's accepted and appreciated, too. And just learn it from those experiences, like, you know, you pick up on signs of like you know what i'm not gonna be appreciated here i'm not i'm not gonna be able to be myself here and be you know and be the 100 best person i can let me go to some place in an environment where i can be so and that, that, that that's just the way it's that supposed to be yeah mm-hmm. my closing thoughts i'm taking i'm I just hearing all of this i know my closing thoughts is just you know st- keep your hope you know Hope for the best and just do do your best, you know? That keeps you going no matter what. And even in the darkest times, you, it was like hope that just keeps you going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm keeping it. Well, and also if I can say too, I mean, I cannot drive this home, this point home hard enough, is that everything is a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, like the job that you're in, if you don't like it, you have the choice to leave. And, you know, we're all smart enough and capable enough to go find a different one yeah um you know especially in new york like there are jobs in every corner here and i know yeah. like, people love to pretend that they're not but there are they are and even even if it's just to like hold you over until the next thing comes along like i bartended for years like waiting for the next thing to come along and it, I, I finally got so tired of waiting that i was like you just went for it yeah and i made the choice to stop and look for something else and i found it and it really is, whether it's relationships or professional or how you're treated or treat people, you decide who you hang out with, how you treat people, how you maneuver in the world. Amen. And making, and making that decision intentionally and on purpose will just clear so many paths for you. Yes. All right. Ooh. Closing thoughts. I love it. Clo- closing thoughts, AJ? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I- 
I feel like what I said before was a good call from Sean, but, but yeah, 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 <laughs> I, I take it, I take it. <laughs> put out the energy. Um, you know, thanks to all those guests that, 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 that joined in and gave their wisdom. We're very appreciated. You know, I hope everybody, you know, just, just, just keep an open mind and try to, you know, be open to that possibility that, that, that that's going to come, whether it's in love or work or whatever. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I just want to say thank you to all the guests that came on. Shout out to Edward, shout out to Amret, shout out to AJ, shout out to Kamel that's here with me every week. Um, and shout out to all of you guys that continue to watch. My closing thought would be like, um, I just want to thank God for the real word, the platform where we're able to bring people from diverse different backgrounds and different ideas where you can come and talk about these everyday conversations that we otherwise would not be able to have. And so shout out to Podmatch, of course, as well for... Um, helping us to connect with our guests that came on today and shout out to all of you for your continued support if you like this episode you can check us out on the real world tv that's one word the real world tv on youtube that's youtube.com backslash the real world tv we're also on the brick network every tuesday and thursday at 12 at 2 and at 4 you can also catch us at um on apple spotify pandora and soundcloud wherever podcast is found and also on Instagram at The Real World Ministries, Inc. And Facebook, The Real World TV, Facebook.com backslash The Real World Jeez, 7. I'm going to let you finish, like but the party's TV. outside. I'm trying to go outside. <laughs> you right, 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 right. So that is The Real World. So go ahead. Close out with a word of prayer. Go ahead. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, Motherly Nature, thank you for blessing our spirits. And thank you for bringing us together another wonderful day. Keep us alive and strong and bless our journeys as we represent something good. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 Yes. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Good night. God bless you. Yeah. It's a real world. It's a real world.